It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, welcome to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel, your host. My accent is French. If it's the first time you're joining the show, bienvenue. I want to start with this little story. I had the uh, privilege, I would say, to have my goddaughter that came to visit me for the week, for the week actually. And uh, I was so impressed, she's 23, by how her and her boyfriend, Ben, are so organized in life and so driven. And I give her a lot of credit. I want to shout out to my goddaughter, Chloe, because really, it was a great week with her. But her work ethic, her relationship ethic, and she's 23 and she's been with the same boy for four years. I ju- I'm a proud godfather. And I feel like, you know, like a father figure to her that what a wonderful thing. So... I'm sure you feel the same. You have kids or if you have around young people that are doing good. It's a great satisfaction, I must say. Uh, your questions are next, 855-905-8255. If you have a love story you want to share with me, just dial 855-905-8255. Emily, bonjour. Hi, bonjour. How are you? Bonjour, bonjour, Emily. Ça va bien. I'm all good. Merci. Uh, <laughs> you have a love story you want to share with me tonight, you said. I do, yes. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I recently got engaged. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It's very, really exciting. Um, I was um, on a trip with my now fiancé, which is super weird to say, but um, <laughs> uh, we went to Iceland. Iceland? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, we were there, and, you know, we we were there for about two weeks, and I kind of started picking up on, like, cues throughout the whole trip. Like, he's kind of being more touchy-feely with me when we're not really a touchy-feely couple. And um, he was just kind of acting a little weird, a little off. And so there was one night we had rented this really cool, um, like, wooden igloo in the middle of nowhere. You're supposed to be able to, like, lay in, look up to the stars, see the northern lights, and... And all of this stuff. So we had an amazing day. We went whale watching. We did fishing. We went, um, we bathed in beer at this beer spot. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like out at night and we were getting ready to go to bed. And he was like, come, come sit with me. Come outside. I want to talk to you for a second. So there was this bench and then um, outside and there was this beautiful water flowing and yeah, right there in the middle of Iceland, he got down on one knee and asked me to marry him and said that he wanted to continue oh. going on amazing journeys with me. And it was beautiful. Is definitely the most romantic thing that I've gone through. I'm not a super gushy romantic person. So. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. How did you feel when, when the last 30 seconds of his saying, do you want to be my wife, how that felt? Oh, I mean, I was crying. Of course, he was crying. <laughs> It was just, you know, it just felt right. It felt like I found the person that I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life. And it just felt like this was this is where I need to be in the moment, exact moment that it, it needed to happen. I got to ask you one last question about this because I've never been engaged. But when so you said I found like, you know, you found the right person. How Now go back in time. How long before the actual engagement did you know he was the right one for you? I remember, honestly, after the first date, just kind of feeling so comfortable with him, and I've never felt that with anybody else. But it was probably about four months into it where I really said out loud that I think I found my husband. Wow, that's beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing that beautiful story. Congratulations uh, (laughs) to you you and him, and, and really many, many years of happiness. 
I appreciate that. We're excited. Yeah, I'm excited for you. Thank you so much and have a good night. Yes, you too. Yeah, bonsoir. Oh, somebody is listening to the rendezvous now. I just got a DM from somebody who has a question about their engagement ring. How interesting timing. That's coming up next. You're listening to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. You have a question, but you can't call me for any reason. Always send it to me, like through my Instagram at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what is going on with Angelica and an engagement ring? What's the deal? All right. So Angelica says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Angelica. My fiancé proposed to me, but the ring has a ruby in it instead of a diamond. Mm. He said he wanted to get my birthstone because everyone has diamonds, and he wanted mine to be special. I know I probably sound ungrateful, but I've always dreamed that my engagement ring would be a beautiful diamond, and somehow this ruby ring makes me feel less special. I haven't said anything about it yet, and I don't know what to do. Angelica, that's a great question. When you don't get the right ring, should you tell or not? I'm going to answer that next. What would you do if you receive the wrong engagement ring? The wrong color, the wrong size, in the case of Angelica, the wrong stone, really. She got a ruby instead of diamonds. It came like from the boyfriend who wanted to make it special, but it didn't work out. So Angelica is asking me, should I tell him or not? Because the ruby makes her feel less special. She wants a diamond. You should absolutely tell him very nicely and say, listen, thank you so much for my ring. But can I be honest, since we're going to be together for the rest of our life and I'm going to wear this ring for the rest of my life, I really want a diamond. I don't want a more expensive ring. So let's just go to the jewel shop and please, let's exchange it. And I don't see any man in the world who loves his fiancé who would say no. So please, absolutely tell the truth in a nice way. And that's that. We can all make mistakes, especially when it comes to choosing the ring. Us guys, we need a lot of coaching when it comes to that. So don't hesitate to tell him the truth nicely. You call the next 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. Brittany, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the rendezvous. What is up tonight? Uh, well, I have a question. Um, how close should somebody be with their ex? Like, what's healthy and what's unhealthy? Where's that, you know, that line? So, I'll answer that, but what do you mean? Are you in that situation? I am, yes. Um, my current boyfriend is still very close with his ex-girlfriend. Okay. Um, you know, he introduced me to her so that she can come around once in a while. She'll hang out. Um, unfortunately, I do know that he cheated on his wife with her. So okay. that's why I have these concerns now. Okay, I see. So how close should you stay to your ex after you separate? I think the right amount is no more than a couple of texts a year and maybe, you know, uh, a lunch a year, let's say, or coffee. Really, that's that's as much as as I do, you know, like a lunch or coffee. Uh, anything else is too much, I think, Brittany. I think that uh, there's a reason why we're not together anymore. It's great to stay friends, don't get me wrong, but I think that if it bothers you, Brittany, you should you should tell your boyfriend. Have you have you told him anything yet, or not yet? Um, a little bit. I guess I kind of hinted around and just said, you know, are you guys, you know 
still have feelings for each other? Do I have anything to be worried about? And of course, he says, no, no, we've already been there, done that. We're just friends now. We realized romantically it didn't work. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I just think that what they have done before to somebody, they can do to you. So well, that's true, too. Well, so then I think you should express how you feel, see how it goes. And if things doesn't change, then, you know, you have to have a different talk. But I like to have a good explanation of what you think is appropriate and not, really. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to have a little talk. <laughs> a little talk. You know, there's yeah. something any man in the world knows that when you go home and you say, um, I'd like to have talk. a talk with you, <laughs> it's never going well. No, no, you definitely don't. No one ever wants to hear those words. But it's it's needed. So, Brittany, have a good talk with him. Tell him how you feel. Tell him the boundaries, the red lights, what's the limit. And let's see if he can respect that. Okay. I hope so. If not, he's going to lose a great woman. So. You know it. You know it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for helping me. You're most welcome, Brittany. Thank you for your call and listening to The Rendezvous. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Bye, Simon. Bye-bye. Talking of exes, I just got a voicemail specifically about how to deal with an ex. Let's talk about that next. I'm Simon Marcel. If you have a question for me 24-7, just leave me a voicemail like this one. Bonjour, Simon. My name is Sarah, and I just have a quick question. So I was in a relationship for over a year, and it just got bad, and I felt like it wasn't the right relationship for me to be in. And so I decided to end the relationship recently. The problem is my ex will not stop calling and texting me. I've created a boundary and he won't respect it. What do I do? Sarah, what can you do with an ex still texting and calling you? It's simple, but it works. Stay with me. I'll tell you what to do. What would you do if you had an ex? You broke up with the ex. You had boundaries and they still text you, call you, reach out to you all the time. That's exactly why Sarah left me this voicemail. She doesn't know what to do. It's simple. Block the heck out of him. Block him on social media. Block him on your cell phone. Block him, block him, block him. Because sometimes, and I don't know if it has ever happened to you, but it has happened to me, you get a situation where you have somebody who cannot hear no for an answer. And there's only one way for them to understand. Block the heck out of them. It works. You call the next 855-905-8255. A love story is like a good book. It's very precious and timeless. And if you want to share it with me, just call me. 855-905-8255. Brian, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Brian. You have, you said a great love story you want to share with me tonight. Well, I do, yeah. Um... So last year I was uh, working in uh, I was working in London for a whole month, and so I decided to surprise my girlfriend with tickets uh, a ticket to and I flew her out to London for the weekend because we both had off. Oh wow! Uh, so we could spend the weekend together um, there. So she, you know, we missed each other, and it was just like I knew, like you know, we both had the weekend off, so it was kind of a surprise visit, you know. So tell and, me um, what have you what what do you guys have seen or done together in London? I love London, but what what did you guys did? You know, we did the big sites like Big Ben. Yes. Um, I took her to a, a concert at Wembley Arena. Uh, that was awesome, and uh, we went to the Natural History Museum. Uh huh. So so that was really incredible, and uh, you know we also went to the countryside. We took the tube 
uh, out of town for uh, the afternoon one day too. So just to get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was amazing all in all, just some delicious food, and you know I took her to some nice restaurants. So we just had so much fun. Wonderful. Did you go to Buckingham Palace? We did go to. Yes, we did. Oh, cool. All right. That was amazing. London is amazing. I mean, I recommend Paris first because I'm French, obviously, but I think London is a, is a great town and I've had some wonderful memories myself. So thank you so much for sharing that story, Brian, and, and inviting your girlfriend. It's always the right thing to do, by the way. When you're away and you can invite your partner to join for the weekend, it's a winner. So thank you so much, Brian, and have a good night. Thank you so much. You know, that leads to a great question. How important is it for you to feel included when your partner travels? Let's talk about that next, because that's very important. If you've been together for a while and one of you take business trips or has to go places, how important is it for you, the one that stays at home, to feel included, even though you may be not part of the trip? Because what I really liked about Brian's story, who went to London and invited his girlfriend for the weekend and, and had such a great time, is I think... Those things, if we can afford it, are really unforgettable memories. And I really want to invite you to do the same. And sometimes it doesn't have to be London or such an exotic place or faraway place. It's the fact that we feel included. And if you can't be there, then the communication is key. Text a picture, send a picture of you in such a city, makes your partner feel part of the experiment, the experience. And that is something that solidifies the relationship, to feel included in the experience of your partner. I want to share a little story of my own about a trip I took to Europe with a girlfriend. It's romantic, and it's next. About 15 years ago, I had this lovely girlfriend, and for work, so at the time I worked in in advertising and was traveling all over America, Europe, America, Europe, and I had to go to Milano, Italy, because I had an office there, so I would go back and forth. And talking about a great weekend, so I invited this lovely girlfriend of mine to Italy, which I also highly recommend, by the way. So she she flew from Chicago to Milan, and then we went to Rome, and we stopped in Portofino. And I don't know if you've done it, but if you haven't, and if you can, include your girlfriend or your partner in a trip to Italy also, you'll never forget it. Because nothing against the British, which are wonderful, they don't have the same joy of life. The Latinos, the Italian, the French, the Spanish, the joy of life, la joie de vivre, and the food, mamma mia, unforgettable. So if you can include your partner on a business trip, it's going to become a romantic trip, and that's priceless. And you know what else is priceless? You calls 855-905-8255. Antoinette, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Antoinette. Welcome to the rendezvous. How can I help you tonight? Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Simon, I hope you can help. It's kind of a weird situation. Okay. Uh, I've been uh, seeing this guy for a few months, and we get along great. We laugh. We he cooks me romantic dinners. We watch movies at his house. We, you know, snuggle. Um, we have a great connection, but. When it comes to ooh la la, mm-hmm. nothing. Like nothing. It's like nothing. Nothing. It's the weirdest thing. And there's obviously chemistry. It's not like we're just friends. Because uh, he says these romantic things to me, but then zero. So let me let me understand. Antoine, when you said zero, it means you're not. Are you kissing? Um, sometimes a little, yeah. 
Wait a minute. When kissing passionately, are you kissing passionately? No, not really. Okay. Well, then tell me what kind of romantic things he says to you. Um, you know, he just says you're just the most amazing woman I've ever met. You're so funny and charming and I just love spending time with you and getting to know you. Like it's so it doesn't come across as just friend stuff. That's true. But, yet, but okay, when you kiss him, do you mm-hmm. have you ever tried to uh, caress his neck, touch his hair, so initiate maybe the first step? Have you ever tried that? Um, I have a couple times, um, but I'm kind of I I don't want to feel like I'm pushing myself on him. Like I don't want to force you know I don't want to make an uncomfortable situation. Um, um he's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be fine listen i think sometimes you know you have to scratch the match to start the fire and i think that you you know make it a little more of maybe he's more shy than you maybe he's more reserved so before you definitely you know put him in the friend zone i would i would try it i would go with it listen if he doesn't respond then you know it's off so what i would do is the next time you kiss, just kiss a bit more passionately and then touch his hair and his neck. And if you see he's moving, you know, out of your space, that's a sign that's really <laughs> not into you. And if he moves towards you, it's on. Okay. All right. Okay. So you, I'll try it. Please try. You got to scratch the match, really, <laughs> to start scratch, the fire. I'll scratch the match. <laughs> yes. All right, Antoinette. Good luck to you and keep us posted. Thank you so much, Simon. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. I have a good question next. Have you ever dated somebody who was first in your friend zone? We are going to talk about that. This is the last question for you tonight. Have you ever dated someone who was once in your friend zone? You know how like we start to be friends first and it takes a while before feelings develop. It's not like love at first sight or maybe it's only one side, one-sided. Like, But then we start as friends. And I posted this on my social media rendezvous radio because I really wanted to know how you felt about this and if you had this experience. So here are the result of the poll. 50% of you said, yes, I have dated someone who was first in my friend zone. And 50% of you voted, no, I never dated someone who was once in my friend zone. Uh, as for me, I have not. I don't think I have, actually. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to my show. Thank you for sharing your love stories. Thank you for your question and faith in me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good night. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.